Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with the big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. Hey, Irish. So, we did a previous episode about the Bible, Father Len, and talked about how to use it, what it is, where it comes from, and all that stuff. And you described the Bible as a library containing a collection of books, books that contain stories that give us perspective on the meaning of life, why we're here, what is our purpose, kind of the truth about life from a lot of different perspectives. And you told us that these books are inspired and directed by God, but actually written by human beings. And today, I thought it would be interesting to talk about this kind of a mysterious character or force that's referred to as Satan or the devil. And it shows up in many of the stories contained in the Bible, interestingly. And almost always, this uh, Satan or the devil is tempting or instructing someone to do something bad or evil, even God. Things like lying and cheating and stealing and causing some other type of mayhem and even murder. And always with the promise that some great good or benefit will come from it. So, Father Len, what is Satan or the devil? Well, actually... You'd have to say, what is the Satan? In the Bible, it doesn't say Satan. It says the Satan. Okay, it's sorry not a about name. that. No, that's no, right. It's not a name. It's a title. Okay. The same way, like, people call me Supreme Commander. That's not my name. That's just my title. Okay. So, they do see, call you the Supreme Commander? Uh, I, I want to start that rumor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we started it right here. We got it done. Nobody calls me that. <laughs> but the Satan. Satan the word Satan means accuser. So huh. we don't really know why, but the story goes is that there's an angel, Lucifer, light bearer, and Lucifer, light bearer, was a beautiful angel. And when God decides to make humanity, Lucifer objects. And there's this theory, and I love it. It's called the great chain of being. It was very popular in the Middle Ages. And in the Bible, the Great chain of being is this. There's in heaven, there's more than just human beings. There are other creatures. Like my dog or? <laughs> I don't know about your dog. Okay. Uh, but we'd say first was the cherubim or the tetramorphs. And then after them, God created the seraphim. And then after the seraphim. So what are the cherubim and the seraphim? We really don't know. We don't know. These um, are just names of creatures? Species. Species. Okay. Uh, you could say they're all angels, but different type. Okay. They're, like, okay. They're the cherubim tetramorphs, then the seraphim, and they're just all fire. Fire. So if you see an angel with six wings and uh, their face is covered. Well, I yeah. haven't actually seen one. But. Yeah, that's true. And they're fire. And then below them are the angels. The tetramorphs, they guide the seraphim. The seraphim guide the angels. And the angels... They're supposed to guide humanity. So when God decides to make humanity, Lucifer objects. And there's this 5th century source, I just love it, that tells a story that when God decided to make humanity, 
Lucifer objects. And Lucifer says, I will not serve. But when he says, I will not serve, he means not that he won't serve God. He won't serve humanity. And Lucifer says, we are made of light and fire and they are made of mud. I will not serve. Lucifer's position is, I only serve God. I won't serve humanity. And angels are different than human beings. Don't understand it, but their will works differently than us. So immediately Lucifer and the angels that followed him are cast out. So they're cast out. Out of heaven? Yes. Okay. So, so God created Lucifer, but and Lucifer only wants to serve God and was all upset when God said, I'm going to create human beings yeah. and decided I won't, I won't serve your darn human beings. Right. I only serve God. So in the great chain of being, like angels were supposed to guide humanity and human beings were really supposed to rule. But the phrase there would really be uh, care for creation. And so Satan, the accuser, is always trying to really instead of guide humanity, misguide humanity. And if you look in like the Garden of Eden story, the Garden of Eden is on top of a mountain, which means it's really close to heaven. This is in Genesis. This is the first book of the Bible. Right. So God builds a Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve. It's his paradise. And humanity is completely united with each other and humanity is united with God and creation and with themselves. And Adam and Eve were in charge of cultivating and caring for and protecting the Garden of Eden. Their only responsibility was really uh, to care for the garden and protect it. And so later we find out the certain serpent comes It doesn't say the serpent is Satan. It hints at it. Later, wisdom literature will say that the serpent was Satan. The serpent, Satan, misrepresents the words of God and says, oh, you can reject your responsibility and your role. You can become God yourself. So instead of being responsible and taking care of the garden, the serpent tries to convince him to be like God, that Being human is not good enough. So Adam and Eve sin. So if I remember uh, the story, Satan tells Adam and Eve that if they eat the fruit from this certain tree there in the Garden of Eden, they will become like God. But God had told Adam and Eve not to eat the fruit from that tree. Is that right? Correct. And the theme here is... We're supposed to become an image of God, okay. not God ourselves. Okay. That's once again, we're supposed to serve in God's plan, not be God. So you have this theme that when we sin, we become less human. Meaning when we sin, we become less human beings. Satan and the devils are going to try and take away our humanity. I just think that's a beautiful theme. Like Lord of the Rings, the series of books... And actually recently made into movies, but they're great theological content on kind of applying the Bible in these fantasy stories. In Lord of the Rings, I think they're called orcs, but what are orcs? They're elves. They're good elves that have turned evil. So there's always a choice. So devils are angels that turned evil, and they're trying to turn us from not being human, true human beings into becoming 
beasts or when Cain sins, God says to him, sin is crouching like a lion, a tiger, a beast. You can master it. You can choose to master it. He chooses not to. Instead of becoming a more more developed human being, he becomes less. So what you have is this constant theme of when Adam and Eve sin, there's this prophecy that one day seed from the woman, a child of the woman, will crush the snake. So in this recurring prophecy after Adam and Eve sinned uh, that you're talking about, the child of the woman that's going to come and crush the snake or the serpent or the Satan uh, actually turns out to be Jesus, right? Right. And the snake will bite at the child. We'll give him a blow. But there's this promise of one day the snake crusher will come and destroy evil and return us to our humanity. So you always have this tension of when will the snake crusher come? And it looks hopeful when Noah comes because Noah, Noah is a good person. In fact, you never really hear Noah speak. And the idea there is that he's always listening to God. Listening in Hebrew means obedient. He is always listening to God. But the problem is humanity is not. And humanity's hatred and violence and selfishness, it's actually affecting the land. And so the earth is going to revolt against humanity. And it's going to create this flood. Now, the flood is actually chaos taking over. That's what the flood symbolizes. The opposite of creation, anti-creation, the flood happens. And Noah, of course, who always listens to God, God warns him that this is going to happen, to build an ark. So Noah gets in the ark, gathers all creation in the ark. The ark is a symbol of kind of the church or the Garden of Eden, where Humanity and God and creation are united together, this little safe zone. And it picks up the Garden of Eden symbol by the ark lands on top of a mountain, which is also Eden was on top of a mountain. So there's just real hope that, wow, finally, a great human being who is obedient. And you kind of think Noah's going to be the snake crusher. But then it's revealed, well, Noah has his own sins. After the ark lands, the first thing he does is offer a sacrifice to God, praise to God, but then later ends up getting drunk. And so Noah himself has his own faults, as good as he is. He's not good enough to be the snake crusher. Or if you look at, I like this one, in the book of Daniel, the king Nebuchadnezzar, he's proud. And he thinks, look at this great empire that I built. And God punishes him for the pride and says, for so many months, you'll live like an animal. And he has some sort of mental breakdown and grows his hair long and fingernails and goes around the palace guards like an animal. So it has this repeated theme of, are we moving into our true humanity or becoming less? And Satan is always playing this role of trying to decrease our humanity. Testing our humanity. Not testing, trying to destroy our humanity. Okay. And so the word Satan is accuser. Satan is constantly pointing out our faults. Satan is trying to divide humanity. Remember, Eden is 
us with this oneness between us and God and each other in ourselves. So, Satan is trying to divide us and so, make us less human. So put Satan in the context of the Bible. You know, you've talked about how there, the, the Bible will kind of help us get a perspective on life, understand life, what life is meant to be, what we're meant to be. What What is Satan that symbol of? What is the purpose of the Satan or the devil in the Bible? Because the Satan and the devil appear a lot. I mean, I think I, I counted. I don't think it that many times. It's not like, I know that sounds kind of strange. Not, not that many times. It, there's multiple times, though. Multiple times, yeah. And it, I'm just trying to get a sense of the purpose for those people who are trying to get a handle on this. And, and since the Bible gives us these per- perspectives on life and and why we're here and, you know, what we're supposed to do, what our purpose is, put put the the devil and Satan in that context for us, if you can. Well, okay, so think about this. He's the accuser. He's the one who's trying to make us less human. Or look at, like, the book of Job, that... The book of Job starts with really a strange thing where Satan goes to heaven. And Satan in heaven, I'm paraphrasing, but God says, did you see my Job boy? Not my, my boy Job. Job, yeah. yeah got the backwards. <laughs> um, well, it's early yet, Father Len. You I need another cup coffee. of coffee. Yeah. And Satan says, he's only good to you because you're so good to him. Let me take care of him and we'll just see how... How faithful he is to you. And God says, oh, I know all things. You know, I, I'll take you up on that bet. Which sounds kind of awful. So after that, Job suffers. Job suffers. But there's great, and I don't want to get into it, great theological gold there about suffering. And in the end, God appears before Job. And it turns out Job was faithful to God, even in his anger and his suffering. But that's a really weird thought that, wow. God gave permission to Satan to somehow inflict us, and yet God will still win. I will actually become more human, better human beings. That's a really strange one. Or the it's opening, almost like a purifying force in a way. It's well, a wrestling match. Yeah. Or Jesus, when he starts off in the in the Gospel of Mark, he starts off and he goes into the desert, and he's one with the animals. And even there, Satan tries to test him. Satan tries to test Christ, who is God, but God incarnate, the true human being. And the true human being is meant to be one with creation. That's why he's one with the animals. And the true human being won't fall to temptation. Tell us that test that the Satan or the devil put Jesus through, for those who don't know that. Well, so... He tempts him several ways. It just says temptations in Mark. But uh, you know at Mass where we say, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours? Those are all the three reverse temptations of the devil. Where the devil tries to tempt Christ with power, glory, and the kingdom. And Christ can say no. Uh, he, the devil does the same thing he did with Adam and Eve misrepresenting the words of God, and it's Christ who straightens them out. So the idea is that with Christ, we can gain our true humanity. And this should shock you. Like, I I remember when it suddenly hit me. Think about this. Back in the Garden of Eden, 
the the serpent is in the garden. A lot of people think, well, you know, if I can just hang on and get back to the garden, there there'll be no evil in around me. Well, actually in the garden, this earthly place, the serpent is in the garden. There is evil in the world. And what a true human being is able to do is say no to it, that evil doesn't have effect on us. That's what where Adam and Eve failed. Where Christ coming is that, wow, we could live in the face of evil and not be tempted by it because so, we have our true humanity. So Satan or the devil actually could be present in a lot of different things in different ways. Other people, anyone who tempts us to be less human, to be less good, less anything. I mean, that really is kind of the Satan or the devil. Yeah, the temptations could be many. Yeah. But yeah, it's Satan's role is he will not serve us. He wants to destroy us from achieving true humanity. And the way of Christ is restoring our full humanity. Okay, I got it. And I just love that garden theme. Christ will return us to the garden. where, But this time, we can say no to the temptations. But that takes a whole lifetime. So these, all these stories, and even maybe when the devil or the Satan isn't mentioned, but where there is temptation to be bad, do bad, be selfish, be less human, less loving... Uh, all these stories kind of show us the consequences or, you know, what can happen when we do succumb to these temptations. That's really kind of what you're saying. Yes. Perfect. Oh, and I, I just love the theme of becoming more human or becoming less human. But here's the thing. We can't blame the devil. We can't say, oh, that, the devil made us. No, we chose it. Yeah, we've um, all heard that old the, saying, the devil made me do it. Yes, the great me, excuse, yeah. yeah. Oh, the devil made me do it. And it really, it really offends me when, because I hear it all the time, people saying, oh, that was the devil. No, no, you chose it. How irresponsible. From the beginning, we always have a choice. My sense is that people that maybe don't believe in God, don't have some kind of faith or religion, that it's easy for them to see us believers as making excuses when we talk about the devil or the Satan. Yeah. But, you know, I would also say, well, they make excuses because I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm just human. Really, from the Catholic perspective, we'd say if you're a true human being, you wouldn't have given in to that. Yep. You're actually less than a human being when you give in to those things. Perfect. We don't let ourselves off the hook. But saying, well, I'm just a human being, sometimes is used as an excuse for not achieving our true role. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap this up, Father Lynn. I think that's a really interesting explanation that will cause, uh, I know it causes me to kind of think about this and understand more about it, and also for our listeners. So uh, we hope you'll join us next time as we continue on our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives. And in the meantime, by the way, if you have a question about faith, religion, and life that you'd like us to grapple with and uh, put Father Len to the test, we'd love to hear from you. Just head over to our website, www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. And click on the questions button. 
Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Thanks.